0: again. Yes. And I have nobody to thank. Once again, I did it all by my sweet little self. Two times Slammy Award winner. I knew it. I'm a winner. I did it.
1: Welcome to the Butts and Seats Podcast, episode number 33.
0: 33! The first
1: episode of year two, right? Or did the last one count? No,
0: we're going to count this as season two, episode one. Or no, year two, episode one. It's all relative. It's all
1: relative. I'm Nick, alongside Emily.
0: As always.
1: We're also recording this after the previous episode came out, so we are fully in year two, post-Halloween.
0: Woo! Ooh, we had barely. some quality
1: co- costumes.
0: We did. And you should have checked those out over on the Instagram. If you missed them, go over to butts in the pod and check out our costumes. Yeah. They were pretty good. Yeah. They I were th- real good.
1: I think yours was better. Thank you. Giving you full credit there. You. Emily only went as, I guess that would be yeah, in like 98 Chris Jericho.
0: Yeah. Floof and all. I Loof. went
1: as 2012, 2013 John Cena.
0: We went out to a couple of bars in our area. The only people that knew what my costume was were the bouncers. For both bars that we went to, the bouncers knew who
1: I was. I like to think they're like aspiring like MCW wrestlers that.
0: Oh. You're know, like, oh shit, crystal. One of them just called me the goat, and I
1: was like, I so today we will be talking about the May twenty fourth, nineteen ninety nine, WCW Monday Nitro. However, we are not going to start at that point in the history of our timeline. It felt like a little bit of a elephant in the room. The night previous to this was the Over the Edge 1999 WWF pay-per-view in which Owen Hart tragically died. We kind of didn't know how much to talk about that. I mean, there's, you know, Dark Side of the Ring. There's plenty of shoot interviews and podcasts talking all about that of people who were there, people who kind of knew things. Didn't really seem like our forte, so we decided to watch a little Owen Hart match out of appreciation and have a brief little chat about it. I had a hard time deciding which match to watch. So
0: how did you pick
1: this one? So I was looking up like what his best matches were that other people were saying, and I've seen a couple of them. The There's two Brett Nolan matches that people always talk about. One is WrestleMania 10, which is a match I really like. And another one is SummerSlam 94, which got five stars, however under current day it hasn't aged as well it's a lot of escape attempts followed by more escape attempts followed by more escape (laughs) attempts it's a cage match if i didn't mention
0: i don't know that you did no i figured
1: yeah so that's just kind of the repetitive story of the match we i also debated between a uh, canadian stampede pay-per-view match where it's a five-on-five match of the heart foundation and then It's like Team USA, and they're in Canada. And it's a great match and a great moment for the hearts, but it's a great moment for the hearts, not necessarily Owen Hart.
0: And we wanted to focus on Owen. So I I think the match that you chose was a proper match. Yeah, so we
1: went with the match from, it sounds so niche, the March 3rd, 1997, Monday Night Raw from, was it Berlin? Yeah. Yeah, live from Berlin. This is the main event of Raw. Is the European title tournament final to crown the first ever European champion? Which I feel like you were a little surprised. They actually talk about yeah. how it's the first new title in 20 years.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize it was so new.
1: Yeah, well, I mean.
0: In, in the grand scheme, it's yeah, really it new. It
1: sticks around until like early 2002, yeah. and then it only ever appears in video games. Ah. Never even made like a remote comeback. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, so we have Owen Hart versus the British Bulldog. Going into this match, Owen and the Bulldog are tag team champions. So it's meant to be like a weird, they're two heels facing off. It's like, all right, clearly they're going to like disrespect each other and the team's going to blow up. And that's like kind of the story of the match, but it largely doesn't happen.
0: Not really, no. This was a good match of just two guys that know each other's movesets well. They know each other's wrestling style well, and just kind of working off of that. It didn't really feel like heel on heel in that sense.
1: Well, it definitely didn't feel like heel on heel because... I guess because they're in Europe, Davey Boy is just so over as yeah. a phase. Like, Owen does get booed here, but Davey does not.
0: I don't really remember hearing a lot of boos for either of them, honestly. But
1: I he, he got booed with certain heel taxes. He wasn't automatically booed. But... The
0: audience just seemed to love both these guys. They well, love this well, match.
1: Well, it's funny. You say they know each other's moveset so well. It felt like a lot of these, it felt like these guys were experimenting a little bit. Like, this was a, a pretty, like, flippy match. It, it felt like It was so a, flippy. Oh well, literally, both of them just did a, like, random front flip for, like, yeah. no reason. I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah, they were, like, just twisting showing each off. other's arms and just flipping around. I'm like, well, why?
1: Yeah, we're not gonna run through this as quick as we kind of usually do. Kind of call them move by move. They do start very technical with just, like, yeah. wrist locks and kind of doing the up and down, like, kip-ups.
0: I guess that's what I meant by, like, they know each other's moves. They were trained in the same way. Oh, like, yeah. In the Heart Dungeon? Yeah. Yeah, like, so... They they know what each other learned. They know what they know.
1: So Bulldog gets the better of Owen in the match and then offers the ropes to him you know, while he's on the outside. And there's no shenanigans. It's not like a oh I, I got him. It was like a, no, get back in the ring. Like yeah. let's have this be a clean match. It was an interesting dynamic. It's not one you see a lot.
0: Yeah, like these guys obviously respect each other. And they're like I don't know if it's a I don't know their storyline, obviously. They're they're tag champions, so they work together, and I don't know if they want to like murder each other, you know.
1: No, they're very much partners. It's just a matter of there's tension about who's actually better.
0: Right. But there is some respect there. Oh, there's a ton. Even outside the ring, like they are part of the Heart Foundation. They're friends. They're shoot buddies. Like they don't, they, re- they respect each other.
1: Yeah. I think it's very much a case of, I mean, purely who's better. It's not one person's bad. It's not, right. oh, weak link. It's like, no, 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 no. We're both great. But I'm just a little bit better, though.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs>
1: Interesting spot where Owen uses the ref to escape a Mexican surfboard stretch attempt. It was like, oh, I not a way of seeing somebody get out of a hole like that.
0: No, is that there were a couple of times in this match that you're like, I've never seen anything like that before? Yeah. Which was like interesting. It's fun. Like that, um, Owen did like a top rope flippy thing towards the beginning. <laughs> I don't know what it was called, but it was so oh, cool. Oh, yeah. He,
1: he does like, you're like, like a springboard, like moonsault arm drag kind of thing while in the wrist lock. It was like a really...
0: Yeah, but it wasn't off the corner. It was like in yeah, the like middle of the mid,
1: Yeah, like off like the, the middle of the top rope.
0: It was so impressive yeah. and cool.
1: Owen gets the better Bulldog and then offers the Bulldog the ropes, like open for him. And again, no shenanigans.
0: No. There could have been shenanigans, but there were no shenanigans.
1: We then do get some healery because Owen just feigns a knee injury long enough to gain the advantage and goes for the sharpshooter, but Bulldog powers out and he's pissed. He's like... What the fuck, dude? Like, I like slowed up because I don't want to actually hurt you. We're
0: having a clean match here, yeah. and now you're pulling this. Yeah,
1: and that's what the crowd is like. Boo.
0: Yeah.
1: Owen hits a Owens rope elbow drop.
0: Owens rope. Oh.
1: <laughs> Bulldog counters a superplex into like a short crossbody and starts to come back. I think that was the thing I was saying I hadn't seen. Like, it's not a terribly uncommon spot to do like the big superplex, and one person kind of like, kind of catches it into a crossbody, yeah. but it was. So short and close to where they were. They're like, oh, okay. They'd...
0: It was really quick.
1: Yeah. Bulldog starts his comeback, but Owen actually manages to get Bulldog in the sharpshooter, but Bulldog manages to, like, will himself to the ropes. Yeah. Big baby face spot there for like, yeah. the crowd. Owen then goes for a tombstone, but Bulldog reverses it into a running power slam, which is his finisher, and Owen kicks out.
0: Yeah. Didn't they kick out of each other's finishers in this?
1: I mean, the sharpshooter is Owen, so he manage to get to yeah. the ropes. Owen doesn't really super have a a pin finisher here. Owen goes for a victory roll, but Bulldog rolls through encounters and gets the quick pin. So first ever European champion, the British British Bulldog.
0: Bulldog. Which makes sense because he's the British Bulldog.
1: The two shake hands twice and in a great bit of storytelling. Mm. Owen doesn't raise Bulldog's arm. He raises the European title with Bulldog. Unfortunately the title's upside down but they're...
0: It doesn't matter. And but even when like when they're raising touch. the belt when they're raising the belt together, you can kind of see Owen is still like flexing his arm and like pulling it toward himself, like yeah. oh I still want this belt. This is still my belt. Oh,
1: it, it's such masterful storytelling. It it's amazing the hearts in general, and actually you probably include the most the heart foundation. They're largely not great promos, but they're great storytellers.
0: Mm. What do you talk about? Brett's a great promo.
1: Heel Brett in 97 is a great promo, but, like, Owen's most famous promo is the I kicked your leg out of your leg promo. <laughs> like, you know, there's not a ton of other great, Owen. I mean, I guess that was even not necessarily great, it's memorable. No, yeah, it's but memorable
0: yeah. for the wrong reasons.
1: Thoughts on the match?
0: It was a really fun, interesting to watch match. It didn't go too long, but it was also not too short. It had interesting, fun flip moves that I love. And it was just, it was really good to see these guys like in the ring together. They were they clearly respected each other. They wanted to put on a good match, and that really came through. Whether that was part of the storyline or it was just these two guys, and it was a really good match.
1: Yeah, I absolutely love this match, and this is like before a lot of tragedy happens. With yeah, generally with both of them. The, well, yeah, I mean, just the entire heart Foundation. I mean, Brian yeah. Pillman's still around. Bulldog hasn't had his back injury, which happens like right before we started the podcast. Mm. Yeah, this is find this match. The only weird thing about this match, and I know we're not watching 97 Raw's, I think it's because they're in Germany. The general camera quality and like shh, camera work is a little lackluster.
0: It's definitely a different feel. Like you
1: can tell it's not the main equipment.
0: I guess I didn't really notice that. I didn't notice the quality dip. I noticed it was like a different um like the way that they were doing the shots was a little was composed a little differently. Like, you could feel the difference.
1: You know what was actually unique, and we didn't mention in this match? I'm, like, only loosely remembering commentary. It was... I, I
0: mean, to, I definitely made fun of Vince McMahon going unbelievable. Yeah. I
1: AEW does it now. It's interesting to have Jim Ross in the face-colored commentator position. Mm. As opposed to play-by-play. Play. It's a unique spot. We w- we've we watched a bit of 2012 Raw where they do that. And yeah. It's, I don't know that I prefer it, but it's definitely a spot he can do.
0: It's different, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't mind Oh, I remember who the third I mean,
1: person was. It was the honky-tonk man.
0: Honky-tonky man. Because
1: <laughs> he's like, oh, these two are going to like turn each other. It's like, why are you trying to stir it up?
0: I mean, during the match, I don't remember any of the commentary, really, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. They didn't they, bother me. I feel like me, they, they, they enhanced it the enough,
1: but they yeah. didn't. Yeah. And it was an, an interesting thing of like the heel color commentator being like, why are you trying to stir shit up?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad we started with this match. This was, a, this was a good... I think this is a good way to honor him.
1: I think so as well. Yeah. I, it's like, you know, I'm a little sad he lost this one. But... but it was
0: still a good show.
1: Unfortunately, yeah. a lot of Owen Hart's best matches don't result in him winning.
0: I mean, that doesn't make him a bad wrestler. You know?
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> so this was a interesting way to start our watch session because it put us in a good mood because it yeah. was a great match. However... I feel like it set very unrealistic standards for the rest of the night.
0: We agreed that this was not allowed to be our best bit of the show, nor was Owen allowed to be our MVP.
1: Nor, nor Bulldog.
0: Nor Bulldog. Correct.
1: Because <laughs> I feel like that would be a, a technicality there. <laughs> no, this it's is separate from that. <laughs> that said, I think it would be oh, on both God, fronts. Easily.
0: Yeah, we both had a hard time finding good things about this episode i mean it wasn't bad but you know what i
1: mean it's better than last week and uh let's get into this because we are now at the may 24th monday nitro live from greensville south carolina we're in horseman country the show does start with a like three bell salute for owen hart over like a you know owen hart kind of rest in peace graphic
0: did owen hart ever wrestle in wcw like
1: four five matches in the early okay. 90s I literally had to look it up because I'm like yeah. I yeah I remember he very briefly did
0: I that's I just found it interesting that they took so much time out of the show granted it wasn't a ton of time but they took some time out of this show to do a short tribute to him at the very beginning with the bells commentary mentions Owen throughout but he was never like a mainstay in WCW was it really just out of respect for Brett
1: no I think it was out of respect for, for Owen industry? and and just yeah and just his respect throughout okay. the industry I mean Think about how many guys in this company have wrestled him.
0: Of course, but he was never a mainstay on WCW television, so I can see, you know, the Bischoffs and the flares being like, he's not ours.
1: Yeah, I mean, there there have been various instances of WCW not paying proper respects, but right. I think this one was so tragic, you, you had to. So we did not watch it, but over on Raw, they did a whole Owen Hart tribute show.
0: Yeah. I mean, have we watched that before, like on our own? There was a point during the pandemic, in particular, where we just went down a rabbit hole of
1: I don't Dark Side of the Rings
0: so. and tribute episodes. Well,
1: no, because I remember we actually watched the original Benoit tribute just, yeah, just we did. as a, as just like a curiosity, of just like a before they deleted media happening. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's it's fascinating to me.
1: Yeah, I don't So we
0: went down that rabbit hole of the Eddie Guerrero tribute and I think we watched the Owen tribute. We watched a yeah, bunch of Yeah, I forget how
1: kind of much stuff. of the Eddie cuz the Eddie one there's a couple tribute shows. The Owen Hart one. I don't think they re-aired any of his matches. I think it was people dedicating matches to him. Right. And as much as we will likely eventually shit on him, I like do need to also I actually almost want to like give best wishes in hindsight to Jeff Jarrett
0: mm-hmm. who
1: was his tag team partner at this point.
0: Oh, in WWF.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And do you know who had to wrestle the first match after Owen died?
0: Oh, after like when the show continued on, it was Jeff Jarrett?
1: Jeff Jarrett. I. you can literally like How do you do that? And yeah, Deborah was the manager for them, and it's like you could literally just see it on their face. it's just
0: I mean, I, we're, gonna, we're not gonna go too much deeper into this. Like we're gonna go into the WCW episode. But I just don't understand you and I have both worked in media. You have worked live wrestling shows before. How? Do you continue the show? I'm not saying that WWF should have like gone all stop for a month and not had a show for a while, but the fact that they yeah. started up immediately, like barely even cleaned out the ring, and we're just like, okay, we keep going now.
1: To try to bring this back to WCW, I know he was only there for a cup of coffee. Do you think there should have been more to honor him? Because I mean, like, AEW, and I know this is obviously current day they're doing a whole like Owen Hart tribute tournament upcoming really and obviously he never wrestled there so it's like a
0: no i don't think that there should have been more in wcw i think what they did was yeah they mentioned right, right, him a couple it times they mentioned him a few times on commentary they did the the albeit small tribute at the very beginning of the show he was not a mainstay on wcw television it was kind that they mentioned him I don't think this should have been a tribute episode. Absolutely not.
1: Down the road, there will be a soft tribute match. It is very much just a, like, you know, we dedicate this match to him a couple yeah. months down the road. But, yeah, there is never a whole show for no. WCVM.
0: And I, I don't think that they needed to do that. So I think what they did was proper. All right. How do we pivot out of that? I
1: don't know. Um... <laughs> How about with a clip show of Rick Steiner and Sting's story thus far? Because that's what the show does. They just go from that to like, here's the history of Rick Steiner and Sting.
0: Yeah, they do kind of give us like history lessons throughout this episode, which I found strange.
1: I feel like you should have had a moment of commentary addressing it and then I guess trying to pivot. But you just went straight to the pivot. (laughs) You didn't even like, there was no smooth edge on that pivot. That was a full... Hard turn.
0: Yeah, they had to do one or the other and they just chose they just chose the hard, like, all right, we did it, we're done.
1: It's not even a like a video package, it's just a clip show. Right. Because afterwards we do get a promo package of just the entirety of last week's nitro, including the Steiner and Sting bit. So I'm like, why why did you do the other thing? Because
0: they had to figure out a way to get out of the uh out of the tribute.
1: We also get some clips from Thunder, which yeah. we're like, should we watch? I'm like, now we're good.
0: I think what we saw in this recap is all we would have needed to see from Thunder.
1: Yes. So on Thunder, Rey Mysterio turned down an offer to join Team Madness, and Randy Savage then just beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> he also somehow beat the shit out of Conan, Kidman, and Disco Inferno. Oh, and I think Buff Bagwell, too.
0: Yeah, just a lot of those like mid-card guys, I guess. Which comes back up. Yeah. It's it's a- full circles.
1: We'll see a couple of those guys later. Actually, I think we'll see all of them later tonight. Yes. Uh, we go from that to the Nitro opening video. And from that, we go to Bam Bam Bigelow backstage, just taunting Saturn and Raven. And then out of nowhere, the two are beat down by DDP. And yeah. Bam joins in. Like, it was oh. like
0: a distract spot from Bam Bam. to be like, I told you guys, you were never going to win. You never had a chance. Hey, screw you, baby. Bam, you get hit by DDP.
1: Yeah. You mentioned something about, like, oh, yeah, no, it was all Canyon. That's the only reason you guys won.
0: Yeah. So, think we never saw Canyon in this episode. He was no. not here. Yeah.
1: So we go from that to the Nitro Girls, along with the opening pyro.
0: They're back in the ring.
1: Yeah. They, they've been MIA in my, in my brain, at least.
0: Well, they've been Granted, on the stages. It's,
1: it's been a while since we watched, a, you know, the second previous Nitro before this. You're not wrong. Commentary then checks in and Tony gives his thoughts and prayers to the Hart family and then tries to shift into storylines. And apparently Hollywood Hogan is here.
0: Yeah, that was a surprise. I don't know why I didn't expect to see him for a while, but like when they said that he was here, I was like, oh, I'm interested to see what he has to say. I think
1: they said that he was going to be out for a while. So
0: yes, they didn't give a clear like next week. Hogan will be back.
1: Plus, we'll get an in-depth look at Eric Bischoff.
0: Who wants that? Do you want an in-depth look at Eric Bischoff? Mm. No. The answer's no.
1: We suddenly cut to our first match of the night. Both men are in the ring. It's Chavo Guerrero versus a new gimmicked Van Hammer. Do you know what his gimmick is, Emily?
0: You were so annoyed by this. His new gimmick is he wears black. Yes. He's a biker guy. He's going for no, like. No, he's not. He's doing like a mix between. No,
1: he, Tell me one thing he did that, that said he was a biker other than wear black.
0: It's a leather jacket with studs on it. Th- that's not a
1: biker thing though. That's it takes to Wearing a be leather be jacket. With,
0: with the silver studs? That's not a necessarily a biker thing. It's more biker than anybody else. is that the whole NWO's gimmick
1: being bikers?
0: No, because none of them wear leather.
1: They used Kevin to. Kevin Nash's
0: pants don't count.
1: They came out with the Hells Angels. We had to cut a bit because you were like, oh, the Hells Angels, they're good guys, right? Shut up.
0: <laughs> no, I can't believe you don't remember his jacket. That was like, he was so sparkly. He wore it for six seconds. But it was so sparkly. I'm not trying to sound like stupid, but it was just very eye-catching. I'm surprised no. you didn't see
1: well, it. Well, actually, at the end of the match, and we'll go back for the actual match itself, but he's it's like, oh, people want violence, not peace. Oh, yeah. So I'll give the people what they want. It's like... Shut up, dude. He looks massive, though. He does, and I don't know whether that's compared to Chavo or what. But it's just like, dude, look, Jack, looking real Jack, baby.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering. I don't know how much of that is like, oh, he's been in the gym, or oh, he's been in the pharmacy. I don't know.
1: Considering his old character was a hippie, it'd be a very different order.
0: He's big. I'm saying that he took steroids.
1: I'm aware. I was. (laughs) You don't get. You don't. You now you get can big
0: on weed.
1: Well, you were saying you was going to the pharmacy, and he used to have yeah. a hippie character. The joke worked. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> this is year two, people. Keep it in. <laughs> uh, Chavo manages to reverse a move and goes for Aloha Hammer, and it works, <laughs> but no pin. Because I feel
0: like Chavo misses a lot of like pin opportunities in this match. Like he gets him down, and then he's like walks around. Yeah. Yeah. I miss Pepe. I miss Pepe too.
1: I feel like I'm shitting up Pepe because it was not a good gimmick, but it at least gave <laughs> like Chavo a little Pepe. something. At least gave us five minutes out of Chavo. <laughs> we get a sleeper slam from Van Hammer, but it gets a two. Chavo tries to counter a bear hug, but then it gets turned into a like pseudo Alabama slam and Van Hammer gets the win. This Did you what...
0: notice the uh hammer on Van Hammer? His penis? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was going for the Captain ha- I was going for the Captain Hammer reference.
0: Uh, as was I. <laughs>
1: I did not notice Van Hammer's penis. No, he he
0: was he was back. In, I don't, you know, he wasn't wearing gray sweatpants, but you know, he might as well have been. I you kind of
1: wonder how many wrestlers actually wear cups.
0: I really don't know. I would hope more than I actually do.
1: So this is where Hammer tells the camera, like, "Oh, you people want violence, not peace. So I'll give it to you."
0: Thoughts in the match? It was fine.
1: Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't ter- ter- bad. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Just like I don't care about all of these guys. It
0: was a pretty standard opener.
1: Like you know, when was the last time? I these guys is in a meaningful story. Pepe. Yeah. Right now, I don't care about Van Hammer. I I know he has a new gimmick, but...
0: We haven't seen him in a while, either. I think we saw
1: him on the... Like, my brain just goes to spring breakout episode and just some random match. Unmemorable. Yeah. I don't think he does anything, but we'll see. Yeah. We then get a Macho Man Randy Savage hype package. Dig it. Just, you know... Him being a badass, killing everybody.
0: Just, just what up, Mach? Being Mach, you know.
1: I forget. Does he try to be a babyface at any point during this show, or is he just back to? Or is he actually in full heel mode here? Okay, I think he is. I
0: don't remember him being any like babyface kind of stuff because we don't see him for most of the show.
1: Yeah, but con- contrary to last week.
0: No, thank God. He needed a he needed a macho break.
1: However, somebody we are going to see a metric fuck ton of is Mean Gene.
0: Did you notice him shitting on the Nitro girls?
1: <laughs> no, I completely ignore that.
0: So me and Gene comes out to the ring and he starts to introduce Disco Inferno. But prior to introducing Disco Inferno, he makes some sort of reference to the Nitro Girls. And while he's introducing Disco Inferno, he introduces Disco as someone who actually knows how to dance.
1: Oh! I'm like, excuse me? This cat has claws.
0: Like, what the hell? That was uncalled for.
1: <laughs> I'm ready for my uh, Spice versus Disco Inferno feud.
0: Oh no, 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 I want a Spice versus Mean Gene. <laughs> no.
1: She
0: Yeah, she'd kill him. It'd be fun.
1: It's not even that. It's, it's that I feel like Disco could, might be able to carry her to a good match.
0: I don't want a good match. I just wanted to beat the shit out of him.
1: So Disco comes out with two black eyes, which we were pretty sure was makeup, and I think we confirmed later definitely was makeup.
0: Oh, yeah. It absolutely had to be makeup.
1: No NWO shirt and no... um like No
0: Wolfpack theme.
1: Well, he usually... He's been coming out to Disco Fever, but they'll drop in the new, 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 new oh, world order.
0: Right. So, yeah, none of that. He has absolutely no branding towards NWO, which, like, good. Like, can we can we stop that? Yeah. We, we're done with that. That's over.
1: So Disco kind of accurately asked, like, what the hell were all these beatdowns for? Like, Disco's like, if you're looking for Nash, I could have given you his home address, his <laughs> cell phone number. He's not a hard guy to find, but he's basically on fucking Nitro every week.
0: Yeah, he, he's right. <laughs> So, you can't get you can't get away from that man. He's seven foot tall. He's six hundred pounds. He's six hundred pounds. If you ask commentary, that's how they announce him. No,
1: he's the three three fifty.
0: He's a large man.
1: He's a very clean man.
0: A clean man. You
1: get that reference tweet in. So Gene kind of leads Disco into a uh, a point. I guess they're trying to push in story, which is uh, they're wondering if Randy Savage is scared by the younger talent.
0: Oh, yeah, they are really trying to hammer this point home.
1: And Disco's like, you know what? Yeah, I think he is. This will come up later, too. And uh, for some reason, this prompts Ernest Miller and Sonny Ono to come out.
0: (laughs) Why is this man still on WCW's payroll? Why? Oh, I
1: think he stays until the end, I'm
0: sure he does, because he has nothing better to do, and Lord knows nobody else is offering him any kind of deals. I
1: know he'll be, like, commissioner at some point. By the way, do you know why he has a job at News
0: Does he know somebody?
1: He knows Eric Bischoff. He was like his kid's karate instructor or some shit. Oh,
0: really? <laughs> well, he, we did the whole like history of Ernest Miller a couple yeah. episodes ago and he is a martial arts teacher in 2021. Like, that makes sense.
1: So, the cat and Sonny and O say they're tired of hearing discos crying.
0: Okay, I had a lot of issue with this. We haven't seen Disco on TV for a while. He didn't really cry. He was just kind of coming out and being like, "Why did I get beat down?" He's not really whining. And we also haven't seen er- We haven't seen Ernest Miller either. So, like, why are you mad that he's talking? Like,
1: yeah, I remember we didn't see Ernest mattered. Miller for a while because we had a whole Sunny Ono chat that we were like sitting on for like oh, six yeah, episodes. I
0: know. <laughs> none of this, like, if this was such an inconsequential, like, you know, just well, Disco just complaining.
1: Well, I think the point of this. Is that the cat says that people want to see him dance and Disco's like, "Why don't you get the hell out of here?" It's like this is basically setting up a Disco face turn.
0: Mm, true. But is really is is Ernest the cat really the heel that you want Disco to face turn on? Yeah, Who because
1: cares? because well because no one likes Ernest Miller, so yeah. if, he he ha-
0: doesn't he that's, doesn't, a, he that's doesn't, a layup. He doesn't have heel heat though. We talk about this. Um, I to me Ernest to the us. cat has go away.
1: Well, to be fair, a lot of people go away to us in WCW. <laughs>
0: It's so hard to get on the level of a viewer in 1999. I just don't see what they saw.
1: Have more beers, I guess.
0: How is Kevin Nash sexy? Explain that to me. I just don't see it.
1: So the cat accosts Mean Gene. So Disco punches Cat and a ref comes down while they brawl for some reason. So I
0: guess it's a match.
1: No, it's not a match because then Miller throws one of the refs from the ring and then like two more refs come down with a towel.
0: Yes, a bright they, yellow towel. And
1: they cover Disco Inferno's face for some reason.
0: That This is when we are pretty sure his makeup was running. So yeah. his two black eyes were just like falling down his face. Yeah, because
1: there wasn't like there was any move that would, be like, would break his nose or anything oh, no. like that. It was just like a, oh, let's suddenly cover his face. I'm like, what
0: the fuck? It was very strange.
1: Somehow this leads to Ernest Miller really grabbing a mic and challenging the crowd to fight him. And then we get a sudden cut to backstage. The NWO B team is watching the promo, and Scott Norton is in the other room shaving. And the rest of the B team decides, wouldn't it be funny if we told Scott Norton that Ernest Miller was talking shit about him? And so Norton comes out, just like middle of shave, like has the shave cream on his cheeks, and like, oh, he's calling you out, dude. So, like, (laughs) why? Scott Norton then comes out. And we hear the classic and music. First you, time in we a while. have not
0: heard that in a while.
1: No shaving cream on them.
0: Okay, yeah, that's that. that weirdly enough, you. that is what broke my
1: um <laughs> your, suspension of, your suspension of disbelief.
0: Yeah, it broke my immersion because if you are shaving your face, like I'm not a man, I don't shave my face, but I'm I'm sure, like I've seen my dad when he like shaved his face. There would always be like a little bit of shaving cream like stuck in your ear or you don't wipe it off that, that well or like, especially when it's something like this where you're supposed to be wiping it off really quickly to get out to the ring and do this. There's not going to be any shaving cream left, really? I don't think so. You know,
1: the only thing I'll actually point to is I'm pretty sure it cut from the live image to the B-team. I don't remember, but I think it, it did. did. So yeah. So he would have had to have, he just got all of it then. That's, that's clean. There's no way to do that. This is not a pre-taped show. He just got it.
0: No, that... Still, I don't... Uh, <laughs> no. I don't believe that. I don't think that that's possible.
1: So Scott Norton gets the better of Miller, and then Miller bails, and on the way out, Sonny Ono jumps into the arms of Ernest Miller. Oh my god, that was so but, sweet. <laughs> yeah, but Scott Norton is loosely chasing him. Actually, Scott is just walking in the same direction as Ernest Miller, because he makes no attempt to catch him, and then... Walking up the ramp, Ernest Miller turns right, and Scott Norton just very casually turns left, and that's the segment.
0: Yeah. Got him, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, they actually managed to set Disco Up as a babyface, so that's something. Yeah, definitely. And the crowd was into it, so.
0: Maybe they're all going to catch some Disco Fever.
1: Maybe. Disco Fever. Backstage, Mike today enters Ric Flair's office, which doesn't really... Amount really to anything? To I anything literally off.
0: there was no payoff for that like quick shot of him just walking into his office. Like Mike
1: Tenay will have an announcement later, but it's entirely unrelated to that. Yeah,
0: I don't know. That was weird. That was a weird one.
1: We then get a Kevin Nash hype video. It's not the same. <laughs>
0: There's only four.
1: Is that I don't. I don't. I don't care.
0: you're gonna do it, do it right.
1: We then go backstage and. We get a very important moment here. Oh my god! We get Ric Flair not doubting Hell Dandy.
0: He would never.
1: He's like, no, you're Hell Hell Performer. I'm gonna make you a star. Oh, basically only if he jobs to David Flair.
0: Yeah, you're gonna be a star as long as you let my kid win over you.
1: Yeah, and he keeps doing the. You're gonna go down and give him the thumbs up, and they kind of address that Hell Dandy doesn't really speak English, so there's there there is yeah. like a language. It's meant barrier. to be this confusion there, so. That's the plan. El Dandy, I guess, agrees. They don't really know what the fuck's going on.
0: It is. It's meant to be left pretty vague and yeah. unclear.
1: Well, Buddy Lee Parker then approaches him and basically calls his bullshit. Like, oh, you didn't make me that offer. You gave me the fucking, you know, the office job, and you haven't even given me that yet. So,
0: <laughs> did you did you catch uh, Ric Flair's rebuttal to that? Buddy Lee Parker's argument was like, you promised me all these things and you haven't given me anything. And Ric Flair goes, I got you a gold gym membership.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rick's other she's like,
0: I'm busy. I got you a gym membership.
1: So, Arne decides to handle this and books Buddy Lee Parker versus Chris Benoit. And in one of the weirdest choices to end a segment, they then turn to the camera and tell him to turn it off.
0: Yeah. They didn't address the camera at all between the also, El Dandy like, segment and... Yeah, because like, they're
1: talking about, like, you know, ooh, you're going to, like, intentionally lose this match. That should be behind closed doors.
0: Yeah, not broadcast.
1: I don't, yeah, I don't know.
0: Lots of, lots of choices are made in WCW. So many choices.
1: So we go from that awkward ending to Mean Gene interviewing Mike today.
0: Yeah, this is a strange interview. You never really get... Two commentary guys. I'm calling Gene a commentary guy. I guess he's an announcer. Yeah, he's... But two non-wrestlers... He's an interviewer. Interviewing each other. Yeah, Gene or, really yeah.
1: doesn't do commentary no. like, in his career. He's an I interviewer.
0: Okay. We see so him much. much.
1: I mean, literally, the only match I can think about Gene calling is the Gimmick Battle Royal at WrestleMania 17. Oh.
0: I know you and I have watched the Gimmick Battle Royal at 17. I don't remember it being Mean Gene commentary. <laughs>
1: it's Gene and Bobby Heenan. Oh. Because they just bought WCW, so...
0: Oh, I guess that would I work out. Under, line, I guess Bobby I don't know
1: if Bobby Silver contract or they just got him for the, the day. But hmm. anyway, so Mike today notes that in a interesting turn of events, Kevin Nash has requested a title match against Randy Savage at the Great American Bash. Like usually as people request the title matches against the champion, this time the champion requests the title match.
0: That doesn't make any sense to me.
1: He wants just wants to fight Savage.
0: But then he puts the title on the line?
1: I mean, it's, yeah. It, he's going
0: to win. I mean, it's Kevin Nash. I
1: mean, one, it's what Savage wants. And two, it's like, it's the championship committee kind of thing.
0: Okay.
1: I think it's implied that like, oh, Savage has no reason to fight Nash other than for the title.
0: Right.
1: So Tanae then bails and Gene then brings out Ric Flair. And in a weird, continuous thing through this promo, Ric can't find the right camera. And they have to point, And he acknowledges they're pointing to the camera. And he's asking like, what camera am I going to
0: he keeps breaking the like, supposedly fourth wall yeah. like he keeps breaking that and it's just strange I don't know it caught me off like it it just made yeah, him it was sound weird. more unhinged than anything
1: so he calls Savage a punk and then bans the elbow drop after it hurt yeah. Charles Robinson
0: which is weird doesn't he do an elbow drop not
1: really no? not, not okay. a diving elbow drop at least okay you know Ric Flair he, he has the he has the like 450 splash but besides that
0: off the top rope? Yeah. Yeah, sure does.
1: Flair then tells Bischoff and Piper that he is the president of WCW. So I guess that clears that up. <laughs> Maybe,
0: I don't know.
1: Gene <laughs> then asks about the David Flair situation and Rick just suddenly loses his voice.
0: Oh my God, yeah. That's and he's like,
1: oh, I'm building new stars.
0: <laughs> he also called out a, um, a poster in the audience. Before he really starts talking about David, he... Po- he- he calls out some woman that's holding up a poster Oh, audience, yeah, and I, I decided makes, to ignore this. <laughs> he makes some comment about your, your mother, mom he, rides your Space wrote, Mountain. Your mother Space
1: Mountain, and maybe you'll get the chance, and then turns to the other side and calls somebody, like, Fat Boy or something.
0: Yeah, he's just drawing at the audience a lot, and he's talking to the camera people a lot. Like, Ric Flair is not on his A-game tonight.
1: I mean, he was fine. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it was a bit weird, because then, clearly somebody gives him the wrap-it-up. Like, Don't tell me to wrap it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With the camera. It's
0: like, what the fuck is... And his raspy voice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, such a weird promo. This then leads into El Dandy. Who are you to doubt? I never did. Versus David Flair. Him, I doubt. On commentary, Tony notes that Bret Hart was supposed to face Kevin Nash on The Tonight Show, but, like, obviously that's not going to happen. David Flair wrestled this match in, like, long black jeans.
0: Were they jeans? They seemed to be. I thought they were just long black tights.
1: No, they were definitely, they were pants. I, I don't. They were U.S. pants, not U.K. pants.
0: What's a U.K. pant?
1: It's like, U.K. pants are like undies. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't. That's dumb. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Usually U.K. slang I'm on board with, but that's dumb.
1: <laughs> and in a moment of Nick Might Be Right, Tori Wilson comes out on Ric Flair's arm. Mm,
0: wearing a boa, too. A feather boa.
1: Yeah, that seemed weird. I'm like, no, that's Hulk Hogan's it's thing. 90s. No, I'm like, that's Hulk Hogan's thing.
0: It He's here tonight. It wasn't yellow and red. It didn't Yeah.
1: And the match starts and holy Jesus David Flair cannot run the ropes. Oh yeah. <laughs> he like one very much like tucks both of his arms so far in to where he, like his elbows touch to run to like to bounce off any of the ropes. It's yeah. re- and like slows. The- Kelly Kelly runs the ropes better than David Flair it oh. feels like.
0: I w- I was just thinking about the episode of like tough enough, when Steve Austin's telling the new kids to run the ropes and he's just like screaming at them to actually hit the rope and not just like walk into it. I was just thinking about like Steve Austin screaming at David Flair like actually run the ropes, damn it. <laughs> that was a terrible Steve Austin impression.
1: Emily, what's but... your favorite match?
0: Um, what what was it? Malina. Alicia Fox versus Melina?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the match, we get a. Drop toehold from El Dandy to a just frozen David Flair. Oh he completely God, yeah. loses what the fuck was supposed to happen. I remember, swear, he's he's getting worse.
0: No, because remember last episode we had a David Flair segment and I was like, he's actually getting better. Like, I'm actually seeing improvement uh, in his wrestling.
1: I, I think, I mean, maybe... It, it was, was
0: when he was... I can't remember who he was It was, was Buddy Lee Parker. I, oh, it was, I, yeah.
1: I think he did better against Wyndham and Hennig. I,
0: he definitely did better against Parker than he did... Um, El, Dandy. El Dandy. Oh for no, sure. yeah, no.
1: But yeah, no. He he's 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 lost because after that, El Dandy goes for a drop kick and misses by like three inches. It's pretty close. And David just stands there, doesn't sell it. And I'm like, oh, I guess he missed. I, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't like he stepped out of the way. He literally just stood there, and then El he Dandy took just it, I yeah. Guess. I don't and know. And this is meant to be El Dandy isn't, you know, isn't in on it. Like, it's not meant to be yeah, him yeah. him throwing it. Because from there, El Dandy just works over David. So Rick distracts the ref, Arn comes in, hits a spine buster on El Dandy to a huge fucking pop.
0: Oh my God, yeah. That yeah. was weird. Well
1: They're in horseback country. I think it's literally just, oh, the, you know, left over to fuck yeah, Arn Anderson. <laughs> Arn pulls out the Glock. <laughs> <laughs> shoots out. We... we, we all right, that's our one. We we opened it last episode. I, yeah. I actually almost felt <laughs> the need to cut a couple of them. Like, oh, we we reference it too much.
0: When it's topical, we have to. <laughs> it's funny, damn it.
1: David locks in the figure four and gets the win. This was abysmal.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: I, I I don't have a lot of faith going forward.
0: I really just I I, I was so hopeful. He was I, to me, David Flair was doing better. He was actually in training. He was you know getting some of the like the jitters out. Like he he did a pretty good match against um Buddy Lee Parker, I thought. Dang. But this just seemed to go completely backwards. How are they going to keep pushing this kid?
1: I think it might have just been familiarity with Parker Cause Right, cuz you been, said he might yeah. have been his
0: trainer. But yeah.
1: I mean, actually they do know that Parker like runs the power plant, so Oh, okay. I think it's actually in the Benwell match, but yeah, they do mention that. So they're all leaving and Mean Gene comes out and is suddenly distracted by Tori Wilson.
0: I mean, same, you know.
1: But he brings out Buff Bagwell. I still hate this man.
0: (laughs) Is he still Buff?
1: He's in Buff Suspenders.
0: Is he still the stuff? He was never. (laughs) Jeez.
1: So Buff agrees with Disco Inferno that the older guys might be scared of the young talent.
0: I don't really think I would consider Buff Bagwell the young talent.
1: I guess it's just... I'm actually... How old do you think Buff is at this point?
0: I would say, I I think we looked this up. Isn't he like, I want to say 29. He's like late 20s. I mean, that's... That's young comparatively, you're right. But I just don't think of him as like the young up and comer, you know?
1: Well, that's because you need to actually go do something to be a young up and comer. Yeah, he is 29. Hey. So Gene asks him about Rick Steiner and Bob cuts a little promo talking about like, yeah, we have a bunch of history. Like, Rick, you left me paralyzed. Mm. And it wasn't a bad promo until he had to hit his catchphrases and he hit him twice back to back and yeah. it just came off so lame and awkward.
0: I'm buff and I'm the stuff and also I'm buff and I'm the stuff. Like, yeah, but <laughs>
1: Ad- additionally, I am buff and I'm the stuff
0: in case you missed it. And can I, I can I add stuff.
1: I am the stuff and I'm additionally buff, but you know, <laughs> vice versa. Yeah, it wasn't a terrible promo to start, but it just like, oh man, it just it was a wet fart of a finish. <laughs> Back from commercial, they throw to the Eric Bischoff interview from last week, and it's just the same clip, but then goes into what feels like an eight-minute video package of the history of Eric Bischoff in... WCW, and the NWO, this was so fucking long. It was
0: so long. Eight eight minutes, I think, was cutting it short.
1: However, if you want to just, like, I was almost joking, we should have watched this before we started the podcast. It just gives you the entire history of the NWO.
0: It's sad, because, like, it got to the point where we started the podcast, like, we started watching WCW pretty early on in this eight-minute, ten-minute, three-year segment, and everything just feels so long ago. Like, remember when Randy Anderson got fired in front of his kids? Like... God, that feels like an it feels like a lifetime ago.
1: Oh, I laughed my ass off. Well, that was before we even started the podcast. He came back afterwards. Oh, we
0: just saw the recap segment of him getting fired.
1: Yeah, but I did laugh at them talking about Kevin Nash debuting. Oh, and they they did cut the line. Look at the adjective play.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's where the big kids play.
1: They did include the everybody has thirty days to join the NWO. Kind of thing, which just completely diluted yeah. the group because, like, everybody just fucking joined at that point.
0: I don't think I realized that that is what made the NWO so massive. Pretty much. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Nick's getting up and leaving the room to go do something. I don't know in the other room, but I don't know. I'll talk about this WCW history segment a little bit more. I really enjoyed it. Like, as someone that like I, it's hard to say that I enjoyed it because, like, it's you know NWO and WCW and all that, but. It's kind of nice to see like a history kind of point of view. Just put it all in one succinct little package. Like having to see it week in, week out. What? I
1: think I think it's time.
0: No. The N W O. I was afraid you were gonna get me one of these shirts, Nick. Do not turn your back on the wolf pack. No. (laughs) Put it on. I'm too cold to take what I'm wearing off. Not Nick.
1: So I just gave Emily a uh, size medium NWO shirt. I was so torn to get you like a triple XL LWO shirt. <laughs> just to give you the right treatment. No, I, really
0: can't. I can't believe you.
1: Do not turn your back on the wolf pack. No, I can't. Thinking? No, yeah, you're in. Because once you're NWO, you're NWO for life. life. No.
0: You know what this shirt is, Nick?
1: It's part of your birthday present, but go on.
0: It's just too sweet!
1: <laughs> do you need a minute? Why
0: did you do this to
1: me? Happy birthday.
0: My birthday's not for another month!
1: If I had better video editing skills, I would cut a uh, video package of still photos of you to that sound.
0: Oh, God. You have time to do it for my birthday party.
1: Um... I was actually like, peeking through my notes, going, "Oh shit! When can I break this out? Because the NWO are not part of the show
0: anymore." I can't. I like this is when you chose to do this. <laughs> oh god! Here I was talking about like how good that package was, and you just came in and ruined it. Well, the package doesn't
1: know how much power Eric Bischoff has. It's like, oh, yeah. oh, he he's returned. What can he do? It's oh. like.
0: Like, what I was saying was, like, it's nice to have the entire history of it in one succinct package as opposed to watching it week to week to week unfold. Because watching it week by week made us want to die. Yeah. Just having it all fed to you at once, it's not as bad. But, yeah, the the package is so confused of what Eric Bischoff's role in this company is.
1: Oh, happy birthday.
0: (laughs) A month early.
1: (laughs) So, we just took a slight break and uh, Emily has donned her wolf pack shirt. I feel like I missed a trick of wrapping it up and saying it was from Big Sexy.
0: If you said it was from Big Sexy, I would not have opened it.
1: <laughs> would you have just known?
0: I would have had a feeling.
1: See, I feel like now at a later podcast, you need to buy your own black and white NWO shirt and like rip this open. Like, no, <laughs> I joined. I turned the black my back. <laughs> well. <laughs> Considering you're down, let's cheer you up. Next up is a Cruiserweight Battle Royal.
0: Yeah!
1: So if you were watching this live and you wanted to know who was in this match, tough shit. (laughs) However, um, I have the list for you. It is Blitzkrieg versus Damien versus Evan Courageous versus Halloween. Oh, there's his name.
0: Halloween? Yeah. Oh, the guy that looked like a jack-o'-lantern? That's appropriate.
1: Versus Johnny Swinger versus Kaz Hayashi versus Kidman versus Lash LaRue. Versus Prince Iakea versus Psychosis versus the man whose music they come out to, Juventude Guerrera, who <sighs> proceeds to come out onto the ramp, pour some water on himself, take a step and completely slip and eat shit.
0: Oh, he fell so oh, hard. Oh my God.
1: He literally he had to walk it off. He like, so
0: I will give Nick some credit here because a few weeks ago when they debuted the new set for WCW, he... Pro- he properly noted out that there was an issue in the stairwell, yeah, as like did you than know Ric Flair ago in
1: terms of yeah. the Nitro.
0: Ric Flair pointed out when he came down too, like we gotta get that fixed, and nothing has changed on it. And I thought of it as like, oh, it's a non-issue, like whatever, let's go around, not a problem. No,
1: I've seen plenty of guys literally like walk the edge of it.
0: Yeah, but then no one had ever fallen or anything. It never like hindered an entrance. This is he slid down that little ramp. And he, he had to take a second, like Nick said, and like walked off to the side. And you could tell that he fell like right on the bone. You know how that like hurts extra when you, hit, when you slip and you fall right on your bone? Like when you slip on ice? Oh, this poor man. He yeah. just looked at, like it, he was in so much pain.
1: I think the embarrassment was pushing through yeah. the pain, though. I was like, no. Because he tried on. to
0: jump right back into character real quick. I'm like, buddy, you're hurt. It's okay. Just slink to the ring. It's all right.
1: So I noted that this match is a real who's who, as in terms of I have to ask who.
0: Good one. <laughs> I don't know half these guys are. I don't either. I like usually I have a hard time identifying wrestlers as it is, but this one was just like a bunch of guys that I'd never seen before.
1: Yeah, which so I have to like doubly ask. Evan Correa just got a cruiserweight title match last week. Why? Cause. And he lost. Why is he back in the battle royal?
0: Because he
1: got it for no reason. And just okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because fuck you. That's why.
1: Yeah. So this match is. I think it's just kind of sloppily shot. It's real hard to follow. It's mm. not. I mean, it's just a mess of people, and they take a while to eliminate anybody. We did start laughing our ass off at <laughs> Billy Kidman because he just sits in the corner doing nothing. For
0: like for, 90% of this match. Yeah,
1: I would say it would feel like 10 minutes. This match only goes eight. But... So these
0: like, the the guys that we don't really know the names of, they're all beating on each other. And the entire time, Billy Kim is just standing in the corner waiting for somebody to like try to start brawling with him, I guess. I think... Because he doesn't need to start Yeah, I wonder how much of it guys. is
1: just like, you know, I don't know who's doing intricate spots, so I'm just going to stay out of it.
0: I, I doubt there were any I intricate have, spots playing. I have
1: seen John Cena get pissed at Rey Mysterio for doing this exact thing. Oh my yeah. god This is where Ray learned it. He learned it from oh. his partner.
0: But there came a point in this where I guess Hooventude noticed that Ray was or that uh Billy was just kind of standing there doing nothing and Hooventude like did come up to him and start like beating on him, like, hey, you're part of this too. Come in, like do something.
1: Well, well Hoovy's not much better in this match, because Hoovy hits a Hurricane Rana and you literally see him like reach back for the leg to go for the pin, and then think he realizes Kind of quickly, when not quickly enough. Like, oh yeah, it's a battle royal, no pins. There's no pins here. <laughs> you can like, reach back. Oh, no, never mind.
0: I mean, that's good though. That's like muscle memory in the ring. Like, you do the move, you go for the pin.
1: So, yeah, a bunch of people get eliminated. Uh, Lash LaRue and Blitzkrieg are fighting on the outside after being eliminated. Some people get eliminated. And then we get sudden Hugh Morris. called wild out.
0: Hugh Morris appears.
1: Just coming out with Jimmy Hart. He eliminates a good amount of the field, and I swear some go through the middle rope, but it's fine. Kidman then takes the fight to Hugh Morris, which gets a massive pop. Mm. They're like, oh shit. Like, Billy Kidman is like, they're behind him here. They want to see things done with him.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: actually like, kind of wondering where is Billy Kidman from?
0: He's from New Jersey. Is he? I think so. I think we've looked this up before.
1: He's from New Haven, Connecticut. Built from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, not bailed, shoot, married Tori Wilson from 2003 to 2008.
0: Oh, yeah, we've talked about this. I'm like, boy, how i never now? get over that. It's like Pete Davidson dating all these hot, you know, super stars at this point. Like, Billy, how did you get Tori? How did you, you do that? Are you
1: saying Billy Kidman is WCW and Pete Davidson is SNL?
0: Yes. <laughs> it's necessarily
1: a bad thing. I'm It's really
0: not, not, but yes, that is exactly right.
1: So, Kidman's taking him on, and... I think both of us freaked out because Morris then gets Kidman in the powerbomb position and we're like, okay, we know what's going to happen here. And then he just fucking powerbombs him and we're he like, got Whoa. the
0: powerbomb on him. There was no Face Buster. <laughs> I, I like, we both were just like, what just happened? I, I like
1: metaphorically spat my drink out. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? He hit it? So Morris hits No Laughing Matter, which is his moonsault, and then goes for another. But... Ray saves Kidman, and there's no finish to the match. Hoovy never actually got eliminated. I think a couple of guys might have also gone under earth through the ropes, but Mm. there was just no winner.
0: Yeah, because it just ended in like interference. Even then, I mean, I, it cut to commercial. It cut to commercial when the interference was starting to. happen. Oh yeah, and you were like, oh, was, they'll come back and yeah, they'll be the match, and I'm like, because it was in the middle of some action happening, and we're like, okay, we're gonna finally, we're gonna see what happens. Or maybe they're even gonna do like a recap or something of like how this match ended. And then they come back from commercial, I'm like, all right, and on to the next match.
1: Yeah, you were freaking out. I, I think was it, so angry. I think it just turned you. You must be new here.
0: Yeah, you did. I'm like, I've definitely watched WCW for long enough now. I should know that no match ends clean.
1: Ugh. No, it's your a match not ending clean and a match not ending. actually ending.
0: <laughs> Fair.
1: That does happen every now and again.
0: But this isn't the only time that this happens in this show. Cutting a commercial and then not finishing the fucking match. Mm. I hate it. I hate it. I hate the it. Battle
1: Royale itself was not much to note. I mean, everybody, oh, no. everybody kind of.
0: Mm, yeah. I, I liked mean, it.
1: It's one of those where everyone kind of acknowledges now that it's like the first half of Battle Royale is kind of shit. And once it's down to, like, a couple people, you can actually tell a good story. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of never got to the first half. And then Morris came down and eliminated people. And, like, I, honestly, what I thought it was going to be was Kidman would fight off Morris and then Hoovey would eliminate him. You know, sneak up behind kind of like Right. He, yeah. Which makes total sense. But they just went with the...
0: No, Juventus just kind of like eliminated himself, didn't he? No, he
1: went through the middle rope. You don't eliminate with that. Well,
0: he didn't come back in the ring, so he was, well, he just kind of decided he was done in the match.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't like they said Kidman won either, so That's I don't... That's true.
0: It's hard to say. It was very frustrating. Yeah. I didn't hate the match, though. I thought it was entertaining before Hugh Morris came in.
1: Well, if you're looking for entertainment, next up is the Nitro Girls.
0: Hell yeah. Back <laughs> on the stage, too.
1: Was it? Yeah, there were a couple I remember just being real real mediocre. Oh,
0: none of them were good this time around. They were a lot less in sync with each other and kind of like less sexy. Like none of the the dance moves seemed sexy. Oh, anymore. there was
1: one outfit that was just real unsexy. It was just like I mean, it was like tight purple like bright purple leather.
0: In this episode? Yeah, but I it but it this. wasn't
1: it just wasn't good. It looked huh. Yeah. I don't remember it. It looked like something you would give to, like, small children doing gymnastics to not, like, sexualize them at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. We then get a recap of Randy Savage beating down Eric Bischoff and Roddy Piper from last week, which prompts Mean Gene again. Again. <laughs> interviewing Roddy Piper. Piper takes issue with Savage attacking him last week, and he's like, you know what? The, let's pick it up where we left off, and like, and, like, lays down, like, I guess I was here. Let's yeah. do it. Which I'm like, okay, that's a
0: yeah, that's one way to go about it.
1: Savage's music hits, but only the women come out. No Savage. I I did feel the need to note Medusa's leather baseball hat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. Like that's a choice. A lot of choices were made tonight.
1: Yeah, Piper deems the group Silicon Valley,
0: <laughs> which is funny. Well, Silicone Valley. Yes. Not Silicon, because that's you know proper.
1: Piper runs to the group and is like, oh, I don't even want to know what it takes to become Miss Madness.
0: Like, don't talk to Molly Holly like that. How dare you, first of all. Second, no, you don't.
1: George then grabs the mic and explains that Savage isn't here, but holy crap, her accent is thick. I guess we never really heard her talk. Yeah,
0: she doesn't really talk much. (sighs)
1: It's just general Northeast. It's a
0: It's, a mix, <laughs> it's somehow, kind of Philadelphia. It's
1: somehow a mix of Northeast and Southern. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> That's where I'm
0: thinking. It's kind of Philadelphia. I think that she might be from Central Pennsylvania.
1: Ugh. Actually, I'm kind of... Considering we're doing Wikipedias today. Why not? I'm going to look up Gorgeous George. It's not going to give me who I'm thinking of.
0: Gorgeous George, the woman.
1: Oh, she is from Illinois. So I guess they could have been... Oh. Yeah, Chicago. I guess that makes sense.
0: Okay. I don't know the Chicago accent as well.
1: Chicago.
0: Da bears. Da
1: bears. So the main point is that, according to her, Randy Savage isn't here. And then Piper kind of goes, like, look, we're old men. You should not be dating Randy Savage. <laughs> he's not wrong. It's like, date date someone young and better for you. Why the fuck are you dating Randy Savage? I'm like,
0: yeah, you're not wrong.
1: Fair. He, But yeah, his good point is then um, discredited when he's like, well, I was raised right. I wouldn't hit a woman,
0: but I'm also
1: an equal opportunist and I wouldn't mind giving them a swat.
0: A swat. What does that mean?
1: It came off a little more Minnesota than Canadian. Did, but
0: yeah.
1: It's I'm similar. an equal
0: opportunist and I wouldn't mind giving you a swat.
1: And for some reason, this prompts Ric Flair to come
0: out. Oh, how dare you? How dare you consider being equal opportunist to women? How dare you?
1: Ric Flair, who wrestled Medusa... Last week.
0: Only I can wrestle women. Rah.
1: So the two of them brawl, and the, the women just bail. DDP yeah. and ba- Bam Bam Bigelow then interrupt and beat down Piper.
0: I know, it's just a whole beat down thing for no reason. I don't know. This was dumb. So, this was dumb.
1: So they were setting up Piper for a diving move from Bam Bam Bigelow. And one of Bigelow's, like, main moves is twisting moonsault. It's not quite a full moonsault. It's very much Twisted Bliss. Okay. Um, if you, you, know, We were talking about this before. And I was like, oh, he's just there for that. And then I looked how far he was. I'm like, bam, bam, bam hit, nah, no, hit not. This is the, no, this no, is the no, diving no. headbutt. <laughs> the so yeah, he bliss. does hit the the diving headbutt. DDP then grabs a mic and is like, all right, Flair, I helped you out here. Now you owe me one. So Flair agrees and is like, what do you want? And DDP, who is fresh off... Losing the title, losing the WWE title via getting screwed, and then not winning it last week due to interference, goes, I want a tag team title match. Like, why? Yeah, You had
0: the choice of anything you wanted, and you wanted that?
1: I know, I know. I'm just like, really?
0: I don't, I see it in, in my head. DDP's character doesn't get obliterated until it comes into WWF.
1: Well also like we like, didn't have a main event for tonight and I'm like, Oh, I assume
0: I guess that's the main event. Yeah,
1: it's going it be Nash and DDP again. Just you know, just keep doing it until I guess me you can kill him this time. But right. like you know, somebody's gotta do it. Yeah, so instead at the pay per view, he wants a tag team title match and then Flair like weirdly notes like, Oh yeah, bam bam, you're his partner. <laughs> it, was, it was really like throwaway like oh yeah, like By the I, way, I, I, as, I assumed, but
0: yeah, I, this. Yeah, I don't know. This whole segment was really dumb.
1: Yeah. So Flair then awkwardly beats up Piper at ringside, and then books him versus Piper at the Great American Bash.
0: Woo!
1: Yeah. This. This was a. Me- <laughs> any anyway, I feel like any interview segment that starts with one guy and then ends with four is probably not. Yeah.
0: This started as an interview. Huh. <laughs>
1: Ugh, let's go, um, let's go actually do a, a good promo, which is rare for this man. I know. We go backstage to Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, and Chris Benoit. They're all having a chat, and one, Dean also points out, I don't care if the camera's here, it's like, what the f-
0: Stop mentioning the cameras. So, he's kind of like,
1: yeah, we joined the horsemen, and like, you, you know, you kept saying, oh, wait till Flair's in charge. Like Flair's in charge, and like-
0: Flair's been in charge. Flair's been
1: in charge- it's not like shit's been going great for us. Like not even like oh we've been losing matches, like we're not really getting a ton of opportunities. Like we were being held down under Bischoff and we thought, oh, this'll be better and it's the same. Yeah. So what the fuck? He also implies you have to your driver's license has to prove you're you're forty five or older to get a push. Which is like, like not oh. wrong. <laughs>
0: That was the line that I was like, ooh. Yeah. And he's like, this man is about to turn.
1: Yeah. Dean's like, there's like 30 guys, 20, 30 guys waiting in the wings, just like waiting for their shot. And like, All
0: right. and we just keep pushing the same five old men. Yeah. Like, it was a
1: really good point. It was a and good and,
0: promo. It,
1: yeah. And I, I was almost sad Arn didn't have any sort of rebuttal to that, really. It was just it like, it felt a,
0: very real.
1: Yeah. I mean, I got to imagine, especially we we talked about the ten people last week. Yeah, I got to imagine that's festering in both these guys. Oh
0: my god, yeah. I
1: mean, both of them leave and the like in January of next year for a reason.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, this is a this is a promo part of the episode, part of the storyline, but it's it's a it's not not real.
1: So yeah, we'll have Chris Benoit versus Buddy Lee Parker later in the night. We go from that to a Sting and Lex Luger. History c- package, kind of explaining their history. I'd, I'm kind of curious how you felt about this because I knew bits of this, and I knew all you knew was what I kind of told you last week. So,
0: I mean, this is I liked seeing old Sting. It didn't. It feels like a very different I know, person. It's so it was weird because we just saw like Surfer Sting, but like their
1: history together.
0: I don't. I didn't realize how much time they had spent wrestling together. Like you said, they were a tag team for a long for a long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they were like friends and a tag team.
0: I kind of imagine that everyone is friendly. Yeah, backstage. I
1: mean, like, they should point out, like, as good a team as they were, like, they didn't win the tag titles for, like, a while. like 96 yeah. like, something. It's like, yeah.
0: But they wrestled together for a long time. And I guess I just didn't realize how close they were. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool to see that kind of stuff. I, I like those kind of relationship building moments. I
1: also forget how messy the fake sting in NWO <laughs> <Yeah>. story was. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am. I am glad they didn't manage to bring up the black scorpion. I feel like somehow they were trying to work that in. Although maybe they're trying to forget that. Aren't we all? We we go from history to, to history to ancient history at this point. It feels like we get a Nitro Grill package.
0: Talk f- about history
1: from Las Vegas, Nevada.
0: So if you had the option to go to either the Nitro Grill. Or the WWE New York's...
1: What was it called? This it WWE New York? It was WWF, WWF New York. And I think when yeah. it actually became in WWE, it became the world.
0: If you had the option to go to either one of those today in 2021, they were both still open. Oh, you had,
1: I was going to say, I'm like, all right, what the fuck? Uh, in 2021,
0: you had tickets to both New York City and Las Vegas all paid for. Which one do you go to?
1: See, the issue is I've never done a deep dive into either of these. Because... Mm-hmm. Apparently the, the WWF New York like wouldn't show football or anything other than wrestling. I don't even know how much like like classic wrestling it showed. Like, you know. I believe that. Like basically you know, like if you had a like a proto like network like oh, we're just going to air old WrestleMania or something, like oh, that might be as interesting even though the food was apparently shit.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think because the company died, there's not as not as much focus on the Nitro Grill.
0: I think that the food of the Nitro Girl was probably better. I don't know. My gut just says that that I, one has I better know, food. I know
1: what you mean. Uh, although, oh god, I WWF like, New York uh, just came
0: off as so scummy, as like they don't, don't care about. I don't the know. Product. I, I
1: forget what it was. So we get a couple people talking. We get Sting and no face paint showing up.
0: Oh, it's weird. And he
1: jokes that it's like, oh, as so long as it's like conditioning after me, and Kevin Ash is like, yeah, there's like the Sting like. A potato salad or something. I'm no, like, it
0: was like the pea casserole. Or oh, something. that's right, It was yeah. a casserole.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, and I think Please that Please
0: tell me that's not on the menu. I was
1: like, I, I was hoping he was kidding because I'm like, Ooh. I think he
0: was kidding because I've never seen a restaurant offer up a casserole.
1: That said, I am incredibly curious to see if WCW d- does what WWF did and would have people show up there. You know, you get Billy Gunn at King of the Ring 2001, be like, how do I feel? That's pathetic.
0: Yeah. I mean, we watched... I was the
1: 1999 (laughs) King of the Ring.
0: Is this the opening of the Nitro Girl?
1: Yeah, this was the... Oh, my God.
0: Okay, yeah. We'll see.
1: Uh, For what it's worth, Goldberg, not there either. Here we go. Oh, yeah. No no Goldberg tonight again. Yeah. Yeah. That contract dispute is continuing. Mm Mm-hmm. How about this? Considering we're not even we're not even going to get to the end of '99 uh, in the next year of our podcast. Ask me at the end of this year because I want to see if they try to portray Fair. Okay. the Nitro. If are they are they like sending wrath to Nitro <laughs> Grill? All right, yeah, like oh, okay. all right. Yeah. Do you have any predictions? Of who if if they do that, who are we going to see?
0: Hmm. Ernest.
1: Oh, that's a good, yeah. yeah. Norman Smiley will definitely be there. Oh,
0: my God. We haven't seen Norman Smiley in a minute.
1: I You know what? I'm predicting we will see Ralphus at the Nitro Grill. Really? Personal security, have him checking IDs.
0: Okay, yeah, I could see that. Uh, I think some of the B Team could show up there.
1: I feel like the B like Team. Like Scott Norton. I feel like the B Team will have a segment there. Mm, okay. Um, I'm thinking
0: of just like disposable yeah, I, wrestlers, I, I, you know? I
1: feel like. We we won't actually see Glacier there live. We'll see Glacier in a recap package as someone doing a signing. Like he's not even worth doing the promo. He's like, oh, Glacier was there signing autographs.
0: Take our word for it. <laughs>
1: Ugh.
0: Let's keep on. Oh Let's god, that,
1: on. that that felt mean. Honestly, I don't like, know why. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad about that one. Like, oh, Sorry, bud.
0: I'm sure you're a nice. guy. You
1: and your like million dollar, <laughs> Mortal Kombat entrance.
0: Finish him.
1: What, what his his career?
0: Oh. Oh, oh see, that was mean.
1: <laughs> Glacier, if I saw more of you, I might have more a better opinion. I just have not seen I, enough I of you. I have no opinion. I just saw you lose to Wrath, and that was it. Oh. Although, Although, oh, yeah. And the, I was going to say, oh, yeah, he was on the he was on the Mortal Kombat show. I'm like, no, Wrath was. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't even the Mortal Kombat guy. He was oh. the other guy. Oh, it was Adam Baum. One half of the future chronic. Emily, we still have to look forward to. Yay. Where where are we?
0: <laughs> Our next segment is Roddy Piper Oh, yeah, backstage.
1: Yeah, Roddy Piper's just getting taped up, like, facing the camera, and he's like...
0: His entire <laughs> torso is getting taped up. Like, I guess I've never been an athlete in that sense, but what are you taping up if in you're taping a, your entire... Sense? I was a swimmer.
1: So, in any sense?
0: Um, you, you know what... If, when we were in Florida, we timed each other's laps.
1: Yeah, I was losing my pants.
0: Yeah, I won. Was it hard? Anyway, you were exhausted. Continue
1: your, your point.
0: Anyway, if you're taping up your entire torso, what are you taping up?
1: Your ribs is what you're I kinda... didn't feel
0: like they were taping his ribs as much as they were taping his stomach.
1: Yeah, I think some of that is just that the tape shifts.
0: Okay. It's just the same thought I had, like. In Mulan, when she gets shot, they like tape up her entire stomach.
1: Uh, They're gonna say I'm Mulan, like, but
0: why? <laughs> this what are you taping w- up? One of
1: one of two points when she just has the best makeup wipe ever invented, or when she just completely cuts her hair like one fucking oh, One cut. sweep.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, unrealistic beauty I, standards. Well, I
1: feel like yeah, I feel like people focus too much on the makeup wipe as opposed to well, the that's haircut. Just
0: like, how'd you do it? How do you get eyeliner and mascara off in one go? Also, Impossible.
1: that clean line down the face. Yeah.
0: Perfectly symmetrical? I don't yeah, think Yeah, so.
1: so Piper's getting taped up, and he's like, all right, the night's young. Flair, I challenge you, DDP, and Bam Bam Bigelow, and, you know, I'll, I'll find two partners.
0: DDP stands for don't diss Piper. Oh, yeah.
1: I was saying I thought it was going to be Raven and Saturn because we saw them earlier in the night, yeah. and... I was wrong. You actually managed to get yours correct. However, I predicted it. You were right, but we will wait until we get to that to give a little suspense.
0: I'm pretty proud of that, too. Okay. When I can trick you, I'm like, damn, I know wrestling real well.
1: Then you get Kurt Hennig suddenly on commentary.
0: Because, sure.
1: He, he takes issue with Conan's rap music.
0: He sounds like such a boomer in this segment.
1: Yeah, he longs for the day's old country music. You know, Willie Nelson and I don't remember who else I don't said.
0: get this rap music. What happened to this old country boy singing him the blues? Well,
1: to add to the weirdest thing.
0: The country Tony, rhythm and blues is what he said.
1: Tony then throws to a video package for WCW signing a deal with Tommy Boy Music.
0: It was weird.
1: Which I guess is like a rap. Hip-hop label?
0: But the whole segment is like, oh, we're bringing music to wrestling in a way that has never been brought before. Oh, this guy came
1: off so scummy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. He, he, He came off like, oh, you want a record deal, do you? And like... Mm -hmm. step
0: into my casting couch
1: yeah that man that man had a black leather couch in his office i'm just saying
0: it was kind of gross the whole the whole segment just felt gross
1: oh i i do want to look up tommy boy records controversy after the show is over i'm sure
0: there's (laughs) something it might
1: be a good hook for next episode so we go from this to buddy lee parker versus chris benoit with only dean malenko no Arn with him
0: no the tension is there.
1: It's a bit stiff early on, which I think both these guys kind of like that style, I get yeah. the feeling. Uh, until Benoit hits Triple Germans.
0: I love the Triple Germans. Oh, it is great. It's a good move.
1: This is where on commentary, Hennig notes that Parker runs the power plant, which mm-hmm. is the training center. And I'm like, I, I think that confirms my David Flair theory. Definitely. I, I had a real hard time paying attention to this one. I just It, it I, was pretty boring. I think it's just the fact that it's Parker. I just don't, I don't, I knew who was going to win.
0: Yeah. It was boring, it was formulaic, and it was it was fairly short, too. Yeah,
1: it was basically, if nobody interferes, Benoit's going to win. It's not even remotely in question. Yeah. So Benoit hits a diving headbutt to Hennig saying, rap is crap. Which will come back. We've really? briefly oh mentioned this God. before, but yeah, rap is crap. We'll come back. Benoit walks in the cross face, gets the win.
0: And then they cut to, like, a shot of Dean at ringside talking about the audience's reaction to Chris winning. But commentary's talking over I was going to say,
1: did you hear anything he no, said? No, I like, wish I
0: had. I would love to have heard what he said. But, no, commentary just talked over him the whole time. Yeah,
1: this wasn't meant to be two-sided. This was meant to be a squash, and it basically was. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't care enough about Parker to, I, no. like. And, I lo- you know, I like Benoit, but his offense isn't awe-inspiring. No. Where like Goldberg doing a squash, like, oh shit, this is, you know, like he's hitting big fucking power moves. Benoit is like, look how technically fucking sound this guy is, (laughs) which he is, but it's just like, but yeah, like, you know, I want to see him face Owen Hart or British Bulldog. I don't want to see him face Buddy Lee Parker. Right. So we get, um, actually, this is our semi main event match of the night. Yeah. We got a bunch Mm -hmm. of segments after this.
0: Yeah, the segments just kept coming and they don't stop coming.
1: We got Rick Steiner versus Buff Bagwell for the TV title. And the Steiners come out to the Wolfpack theme.
0: Yeah, not Rick's theme.
1: Welcome to the Rainforest Cafe is gone currently. I mean, I think the only person who came out to the fucking Wolfpack theme tonight, so...
0: True. But I guess this means uh, that Rick is part of the Wolfpack.
1: Actually, maybe someone else, someone else may have come out of them too, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's... I don't think they came out in the shirts, but yeah, it's Mm-mm. it's definitely fading. Because Scott comes out first, weirdly enough, holding the U.S. title. And it's like, oh, we're the Steiners, but here's me with the U.S. title. I was literally like, oh yeah, yeah, that hasn't been a focus for a little while. It but it was like,
0: also weird that Scott was in the foreground. Yeah. Rick is wrestling.
1: So Scott grabs a mic and says he came here to find a freak.
0: Ugh.
1: And he won't stop until you say, boom,
0: shakalaka. You know what? That's okay, because you know what that means. He has a safe word, <laughs> and that's healthy.
1: Oh, he then heals on the crowd for a bit. Uh, Scott knows that they're back together because Rick. Because basically, Rick just got it that Scott was right. It's <laughs> like, yep, Rick's a doormat. Like, yeah, you know, Scott, you were right. Fucking, yeah. I think they mentioned that like Rick is in the NWO now. So,
0: yeah, I think they they briefly mentioned that he has. Joined and joined the wolf pack.
1: Rick then grabs the mic and says he's gonna target Buff's neck. It's like Jesus, and then says, If you don't like me, bite me.
0: Oh, got him, shit, buddy. Wow, devastating. Got him. (laughs) How will we financially recover from this?
1: Buffhead comes out. Do you know what my note is? Oh no. In all caps. I'm so glad this wasn't Sting or Goldberg or even Luger. (sighs) Buff tries to attack both Steiners, but Rick gains control before the bell. Buff gets the advantage until Scott interferes, and then Rick regains control. And it looks like Scott was injured during this. Like the attire, he has been wrestling recently and he just kind of looked seemed to be limping a little bit.
0: I didn't see it. You saw it when they were like out on the out on ringside.
1: Well, on the outside, Rick pulls up the mats and hits a pile driver on the concrete.
0: Yeah, because they did this spot a couple weeks ago, but they like countered it and ended up going on the mats anyway.
1: The, the commentary doesn't push this as being no. that crazy deal. That's like we're writing you out for six months kind yeah. of shit right there.
0: That's because, like attempted murder.
1: Because then they, they go in the ring and, like, Rick's like, all right, well, I'm going to do a move. And then suddenly
0: <laughs> Sting's
1: music kind of hits. I thought it was Goldberg's music.
0: Yeah, you did not know who this was going to be.
1: Yeah, I, to, to be fair, I mean, I, maybe I think I'm still better than uh, Mean Gene hearing, what up, Mach? Oh, yeah, who could, who it, could be? it be? Yeah, they're both orchestral. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm at least closer. So Sting's music hits. And a Sting monster truck
0: comes out. (laughs) To which I noted, fucking sick.
1: (laughs) And somebody in a Sting mask is driving the truck. Sick. And Lex Luger suddenly reveals himself to be in the Sting mask.
0: I was convinced this was going to be Kevin Nash for some reason. I don't know why.
1: Okay. We'll come back to that at the end of the segment. (laughs) Because then Sting is in the ring with a bat and they bail and they suddenly go, go to commercial
0: never get a resolution yeah Just cut to commercial this, this,
1: we'll see if we see buff for a little while i mean i would I mean i would hope not in terms of my own interest and i would hope not yeah. in terms of you gave him a pile driver on the fucking concrete however i do laugh at you saying oh was this kevin nash kevin nash once or twice tried doing a fake sting kind of thing mm-hmm. and they had him repelled down and then he got in the ring and, you know, it's a seven foot man. Yeah. So it's like, like you know, in, in the truck, you can hide it. In the ring, it's like, oh, who is this Kevin Nash shaped man <laughs> wearing a sting mask?
0: There's a Kevin Nash shaped hole in the door. Who could it have been?
1: time actually threw Kevin Nash through the wall?
0: No. It was Big Show. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Again, lifetime ago. Remember when the Big Show was in WCW? I'm sorry, who? The Giant.
1: Thank you. Use his legal name So yeah, sudden commercial And we come back to the Nitro Girls
0: Yeah, we don't get a resolution to that segment
1: Hennig is still on commentary And complains about rap music Until Conan just comes out and attacks him And this actually In a rare occurrence This might be the same theme As last week <laughs> I, Because it also <laughs> Sounded incredibly dubbed We which,
0: never know Which,
1: if it's incredibly dubbed might these these might be the same song on peacock might have been different on the nights. Okay. <laughs> the streak is not necessarily broken
0: we'll never know what conan's theme is
1: the two fight in the ring until conan hits a face buster in the ring and they brawl up the ramp and they just go to commercial again
0: this was like two and a half minutes later. i want to scream i think i did scream when this happened
1: and we come back from commercial, and all we hear is booing. And I'm like, okay, same. In the ring, Hugh Morris and Jimmy Hart arrive. Mike Tenay asks them what they want. They want Ray Mysterio. Yeah.
0: Okay. Why?
1: Ray comes out, and we have a fight. In parentheses, not a match. Ray hits a springboard Famouser. Jimmy Hart then trips up Ray, and Morris gets the advantage. Morris hits a big power bomb, and Hart puts a chair around Ray's neck. Conan comes out to slow Morris because he doesn't really stop him, Mm-mm. and then Kidman makes the save. Even though by the time Kidman gets in the ring, Ray is like taking the chair off his neck and is totally fine. He's
0: fine, yeah.
1: We then get a Bronco Buster to Hugh Morris, and then the Shooting Star Press. This was such a w- this should have been the end of the last yes. time they were in the ring. I don't know what the fuck happened.
0: I, yeah, this was this was a weird like insert match, I guess. But the uh, the main point of humor is the... no, it wasn't a match. But the point of Hugh is coming down and like talking and demanding Rey Mysterio was he was saying that um, he's tired of it being the same matches between the same guys three nights a week, which, like, you know, he's kind of right. I do. I, oh, I agree. no,
1: I would hate to have Rey versus Kidman every night.
0: But we do. We see that every night. There is absolutely no variety to like the match setups. And he's like, I'm tired of seeing the same thing Monday, Thursday, and Saturday night. I'm like, you know, I get that. I kind of agree. Yeah, There's but, no match variety. Well, I
1: don't, I don't agree that Hugh Morris is the answer to that.
0: No, I don't. But you know, someone had to say it.
1: Yeah, this was a weird segment. Once again, Kidman got a pretty good pop yeah. coming out. I, yeah, it did kill it a bit for me that it was like Kidman like slid in the ring and Ray was like, oh, I'm free now.
0: <laughs> it's just like tapping out, like, oh, you're here. My shift's over.
1: Yeah. It's like, no, we still customers. No, I'm out. No,
0: I'm out. You're here. You got it.
1: We then get Mean Gene once again interviewing Hollywood Hogan.
0: Woo! No brother, Jack, brother, dude.
1: Hogan comes out on crutches, but I swear he's favoring the wrong leg.
0: <laughs> like, I swear he's limping he on the really wrong leg. He doesn't seem le- to be limping, period. Like, he's just using the crutches as a prop. I don't know.
1: Hogan then notes that his wheel gets a little better every day.
0: His wheel. What a dad. He
1: should congratulate Kevin Nash on winning the NWO WCW title. I haven't heard fucking that shit in a while. And congratulates him on bringing it back to the Wolfpack.
0: Don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. Hey, you
1: got the shirt. Yeah,
0: I got it in celebration. How
1: does it feel to be Stay with Mates with Hogan?
0: Bad. Real bad, honestly. Zero out of ten.
1: Hogan then threatens DDP once he's back. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that's still a story. (laughs) DDP's oh, yeah. in the tag division now. I don't...
0: Yeah, because this whole leg thing happened because of DDP slamming his leg into the um, ring post, yeah?
1: Yeah. But, oh, well, no, it was it was the figure four. Right? That, that Bret Hart had done before, but no one blinked an eye.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
1: So Hogan then calls the other wrestling station rated triple X, which is...
0: Wait, hold on. He calls what the what?
1: He, call, he basically calls raw porn.
0: Oh, I mean, you're not wrong. Mm. It's not porn.
1: Yeah. Watch raw or watch porn. It's not the same.
0: <laughs> okay, well, it's definitely more sexually charged.
1: Yeah, but there's a difference.
0: Well, we were just watching that TNA segment where he's like, you're producing softcore porn.
1: <laughs> yes. So I wasn't sure how appropriate it would be. And I didn't feel need to talk about it during the Owen Hart segment. But I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And it was Roddy Piper calling out Vince Russo in early days TNA telling him he murdered no one like, Oh. Yeah, that's rough. And you literally hear the crowd go like, oh. Ooh.
0: Yeah, that that one line from Roddy Piper to shut the whole crowd up. It was like, Maybe we don't go there. Anyway.
1: On Nitro, Hulk Hogan has one of the funniest lines I've ever heard him give. Hmm and i don't think he and i know he didn't mean it that way but oh my god i busted out laughing it's like most people don't know this but i'm a master of politics backstage <laughs> oh yeah you know hogan just nobody knows that he's a fucking dickhead and uses his power backstage no, this is brand new news. Master
0: of backstage politics. Short. I'm like
1: Yeah, we do, asshole. Oh god. I honestly like I, I that wasn't even the end of the promo, but that broke me to I don't even have the end of the promo. There was no fucking, There was there was nothing. No, I just laughed, like, Oh yeah, you don't know this, but I'm like, Yeah, we fucking Oh yeah, shocker.
0: Yeah. I didn't find it as funny as you did, clearly. I just kind of zoned out in this promo. There was nothing to it. There was no, no, no. substance.
1: I, I just found the Oh yeah, you probably don't know this. I don't know if you I don't know, if you know this brother but water's fucking wet.
0: I don't know, I don't know if you know this dude brother Jack brother dude.
1: Ugh, so yeah, I have no sense of how back Hogan is.
0: From that promo, not.
1: Well, why why have him here then?
0: Cuz he's around?
1: I would assume he's relatively back because why else would you Kind of randomly wheel out. I
0: mean, that promo does not scream, I'm back and ready to be on television again. No,
1: I think it screams, I'm back and ready to do promos until my knee is fine to wrestle.
0: I just don't see how his knee is not fine.
1: I don't know. We then get Kevin Nash coming out to cut a quick promo. It's a very generic face promo, but you know what? I'll give him credit doing the bullshit Wolfpacks in the house while he's a face is lazy. Yeah. But at least it's not mixed messaging. South Carolina. I don't, I don't feel gaslighted by Kevin Nash. I think that's what it was. It was like, oh, I'm so evil. And like, it's like stop gaslighting me.
0: <laughs> Gaslight gatekeep girl boss.
1: His promo is interrupted by Randy Savage's music. And what up, Mach? The girls come out. And I swear she wasn't earlier. But Gorgeous George is on crutches here.
0: She was not earlier. You're <laughs> correct.
1: They commented on notion to She's
0: decided that she's on crutches now.
1: They did say Randy Savage isn't here earlier. So I'm like, okay, is he actually going to be here? And then, oh, what was the lazy setup to the line of Kevin Nash? Like, oh, I'd rather see your box.
0: He's talking about Gorgeous George. And he says, I'm sure she's fine at wrestling, but I'd rather see her box.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's what it was. You get it?
0: No, explain it to me.
1: He's gonna summer slam that bussy. Stop,
0: Nash is just gross. And oh my God, Savage appears. He's here. Well, what? The,
1: well, the three try to like beat down Nash until S- Savage suddenly it arrives. It's gonna happen. And hits Nash and then uses the lipstick to draw Nash again. What? And then we like really quickly cut away. Like
0: they don't know how to end segments tonight. I don't know what's that.
1: I think they're just like, oh shit, we're like out of time and we can't trim anything. You know, we couldn't trim that humorous segment, even Definitely. though we... let do it next week. I don't
0: It's very important. I'm <laughs> going to
1: read uh, directly off my notes here. Main event, I guess. Ric Flair, DDP, and Bam Bam Bigelow versus Piper and commercial break.
0: Oh, my God. they cut to another fucking commercial. <laughs> they cut to commercials so many times in this episode. Like, plan your shit out better.
1: After the break... Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko make their entrance, Emily which I
0: predicted right.
1: with Dean in street clothes.
0: See, like I knew that this was gonna this was gonna be these two because of the dissension that was put in that initial iner- interview with Dean and Chris and um and Arn Anderson, or he was just like kind of falling out of grace with the idea of Ric Flair. I knew this was gonna be it, and you were like, nah, they would never do that because they're in Horseman country. The second that they um they turn on Ric Flair, they're no longer Horsemen.
1: I'm like, yeah, and? Well, actually, in hindsight, my point was more that Benoit already wrestled.
0: No, that was like your bigger point, though.
1: I mean, it's definitely an interesting of like, yeah, they're trying to have them turn face and yeah. them doing it in Horseman Country. Like, that's a dangerous territory. But when they come out, Arn's like, oh, yeah, come to Flair's Corner. And they're like, no, no, no. we're, we're Arn, do you not get what we're doing here? I feel like <laughs> we're, we're turning on you. Yeah, I feel like we're doing a thing and you're kind of ruining it. <laughs> So Benoit wants to start against Flair, but instead we get Malenko versus DDP, but he then challenges Flair, and then Benoit tags in, so we get that anyway. <laughs> it's still a weird start.
0: It really was weird, but you did point out that D. Malenko is in street clothes again, just coming straight from the parent-teacher conference.
1: Well, yeah, he at least, he at least popped the shirt off.
0: Yes, he did. But he's really should pop that shirt slacks.
1: Off. <laughs> Benoit sloppily cleans house until he tosses Flair back inside and loses the advantage to the numbers game. Flair hits a low blow when the ref just suddenly decides, Roddy Piper, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he,
0: he literally. He was doing nothing. It's, it's not
1: even like it's Charles Robinson. No, it's just like, no, oh, just like, he wasn't oh, doing anything. Like, he didn't even, like, half, like, lean in. It was like, oh, Roddy, what are you. Roddy, you're holding the rope. You, you seem sus. Ben <laughs> Ben Bigelow tags in and misses a diving headbutt. Benoit then tags in Piper and he brawls with everybody until Siren and Raven come down and. Brawl with DDP and Bam Bam Bigelow until the match is thrown out. Like, Dean just vanished during this match, I yeah, swear. Yeah, he
0: really did. He had another conference.
1: Or his fucking pants ripped. <laughs> oh, Play with then locks in the figure four and flare, and Benoit just stomps Flair with it in. It's like, oh, <sighs> shit. It was a solid face turn.
0: It was, yeah. And then...
1: <laughs> I don't fucking know why. So Raven and Saturn are brawling with DDP and Bam Bam Bigelow. Yes. Up the ramp. And, like, you kind of quarter-see DDP go backstage. Within what feels like five seconds of DDP going backstage, we suddenly cut to Hulk Hogan revenge of just standing over a down DDP with a chair and being like, paybacks are hell, brother, and that's just the beginning
0: yeah. Like just... there was
1: no like also they uh, were in like an enclosed room and I'm like where the
0: f- how the yeah, fuck I didn't you... even know where they were. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I you didn't no, you didn't have any time to go anywhere other than directly behind the curtain. I yeah, know.
1: I have no fucking clue. Um at the end of the show where did Dean go?
0: We don't know. That match started out so good. I really enjoyed the beginning half of that match. Yeah,
1: I'm, I I I feel like the Horseman turn kind of got lost.
0: It really did. Talking about it again, like, spoiler, that was going to be my best bit was the start of that match. But now I'm like, ah, it wasn't even that good.
1: Yeah. We'll start with thoughts on the main event.
0: I mean, like I said, I liked the beginning of it. I really liked the three on three that they had. But the second that the interference came in, I was out.
1: Yeah, they were clearly running out of time. I felt like that could definitely have gone longer. Yeah. I mean, like, again, I, where the fuck did Dean go? But
0: he just, he was there I for mean, the start and then he left.
1: Thoughts on the show as a whole? <sighs>
0: Yeah, I, it was a C plus to me.
1: <sighs> I thought it was a C bass. It's
0: at least a C plus.
1: Yeah, I I don't know if I disagree with, with the rating. I think based on some of the previous stuff we've watched, this held my attention better. I don't know how much I was like I itch, guess itching fair. to get away. Nothing at least stands out to me and i'll peek through my notes as i say this i mean the commercial out to me yeah oh yeah the commercial
0: commercial cuts were just the worst bit for me
1: yeah but there was nothing here where i'm like this well actually mine is el dandy and david flair nothing (laughs) was like abysmal
0: that was egregious that was terrible
1: yeah nothing was after that was terrible and i'm like you know what this was eh.
0: it was fine
1: which, honestly, I think we're going to have to start taking is, is good.
0: I ugh, That sucks. But, yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, I guess let's go from that and let's wrap this up and do best bit and MVP. Emily, what is your best bit? It sounded like you lost your best bit, so... I
0: guess I kind of did. I don't really know that I have a best bit.
1: You got you to gotta pick something. What's yours? I feel like you're going to copy mine, then.
0: I'm not going to copy it. I'm
1: actually going to give my best bit to the backstage Dean Malenko promo. I think especially considering there was nothing teased about the horsemen being frustrated going into the yeah. show. And them turning did not feel unnatural.
0: No, it made sense. Yeah. Like, I was I, thinking about and that. And I think
1: that promo but... did so much heavy lifting. As brief as it was, that I'm like, you know what? Especially for Dean D- Malenko is not deemed one, you know, one of the better promos. He can tell a great story in the ring, but I think I got to give it to that.
0: Yeah, that was definitely my second place. I mean, I'll give it. I, I still, I'll still give it to the six man tag at the end. Like the match itself was good, but the ending ruined it. But the initial setup and the reveal of them being the partners. Like I always like when I'm right, so I'll give it to me for being right.
1: Who is your MVP?
0: I gave it to Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko, in particular, okay. Dean, not the two of them. His the like the way you just said it, like in that that interview scene yeah. backstage with Arn Anderson, the way he spoke. He stood out to me the most. What about you? What you got?
1: I'm actually giving mine to Billy Kidman. He
0: didn't do
1: anything. Mm, I disagree. I think Billy Kidman maximized his fucking minutes today. Minus the fact that he stood the corner for some of the yeah, time. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. He didn't no, do anything. No, I'm saying when it was his time to shine, he shined to me.
0: All right. I mean, no, I love Billy. The,
1: that fucking pop for him just punching Hugh Morris. I'm like, the crowd... Wants to cheer him Yeah, and you know he, he, he didn't kill Morris with the shooting star press later in the night so you know that's an A plus by me
0: I mean take your wins where you can get him I guess no,
1: yeah no I think Billy Kidman shined a bit here tonight All right. and that's gonna do it for this episode of the butts in the seats podcast so next up is the May 31st Monday Nitro we uh, I guess we have two Nitros left before the Great American Bash this
0: feels like a really long build
1: it's actually a lot shorter. I thought it was six weeks. Or no, it's, it would have been five weeks. It's actually only four weeks of television. So,
0: All right.
1: Yeah. I think it's just we're drawing things out a little yeah, bit we over are. here. But lifes are changing. We're sorting that out. But we hope to at least keep up the episode quality, if oh, not definitely. quantity. So until next time, you can follow us on Twitter. And Instagram, at Butts in the Pod. Like us on Facebook. Yeah, the Facebook um, app name didn't change. Just the group did, so.
0: Yeah, we were expecting a lot bigger of a change to happen with the Zuckerberg talks. I'm going to run down all the places so you can listen to us.
1: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Stitcher. Good job. Until you hear us next time, going towards the Great American Bash and our... Is that our
0: hometown? Is that count? Yes, we're going to call our hometown, yeah. Baltimore.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're heading towards coming back to Baltimore. Woo! Thanks for listening to the Butts in the Seats podcast.
0: Goodbye.